Hello, Avery. Hey. No. (laughs) (laughs) If I had a million dollars, I'd do this podcast. Well, I guess I do it without a million dollars, but welcome to the 90s Tunes Podcast with Avery and Lena. This week, we are looking back at, I thought, was the first album from the Bare Naked Ladies called Gordon, which was released on July 28th, 1992. And... Not the first. Yeah, I was... I thought it was, so... And some of these songs were on an, the previous album, previous album, <laughs> which surprised me. Yeah, I, I did it, know they had... Anyway, we should tell the people the name of it, Gordon. Yes. Which also the name of our cat. He just looked at me like, what do you want? So this holds a special place in my heart. Just I, I was... Actually, I was well aware of the name Gordon when I named when I came up with that name for our cat. When we okay. discussed names for the cat, I wasn't even thinking of this album when we were discussing names for our cat. It came up when Gordon came up. I was like, just like in my yeah. mind, I thought just like bare naked ladies oh, and bare naked okay. lady was not a ma- name for the cat in the running anyway. I was thinking of the grumpy guy I knew the name Gordon. So or G Light, also <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> Anyway, this album isn't named after Gordon Lightfoot or our cat. I don't even know why it's named Gordon, did you? No, I didn't see anything why it was named no. Gordon either. So, But I didn't really look much into that. It didn't come up, so... Yeah. I, I, didn't, I felt like I didn't have to do a lot of research on this album because... I didn't have to look for a Canadian connection. Yes. <laughs> but I did come up with a Canadian connection <laughs> anyway. Of course. They're from Canada. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Scarborough. Oh, I, I didn't even look where they're from. But my Canadian connection is the director for the video, The Old Apartment, was done by Jason Priestley, who was Canadian. Yes. <laughs> also, we should have looked for a Pamela Anderson connection. Oh, maybe that's what we should do for Canadian. For Canadian ones, see if we can find a <laughs> Pamela Anderson connection. Six degrees of Pamela Anderson. <laughs> yes. That that's gonna be my next goal is Yes, that's what we'll start from now on. But I don't have one for this. Yeah. I was gonna say I also love that it's called Gordon, like just like a friend's name. Like I think a Hannah Gadsby um has a special called Nanette. Like she gives them names. Like it okay. just kind of reminded me of that. Because I'm reading her autobiography. But anyway. Nice. Or listening to. Did you have this album? I did not own this album. Did you know this album? I did know of it because of all the songs on it and the constant play like that was on the radio. Like the hits off of it, the yes. radio play songs, yeah. Because even in my small town, this was on the radio. I think like easy listening almost. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Bare Naked Ladies in concert? Yes, we have. Oh, yeah, the uh, flood? <laughs> no, um, was it the... T- Tsunami in the Philippines. It was some kind of concert. It was some kind of benefit concert because I remember them opening up for Chantel Creviat. Did I say that name properly? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say it and then if it comes out, we'll see. Chantel Creviat. No, I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, Chantel. Chantel? Maybe we should, uh, maybe she should come on the podcast and. Say her name properly so we can learn it. Maybe we could look it up, but maybe she could come on. No. I had seen them actually when I was a teenager. I was in grade, oh, in me. junior high. Would you say it was grade nine? nine? No, I don't think it was. <laughs> I think it was maybe grade eight, but I had oh. the album. But yeah, I went with my sister and my cousin. Oh, my sister, very nice. m- the one in charge, who's 
three years older <laughs> left us and my cousin's a year or two younger as soon as we got to the center 200 to go like dance on the dance floor or whatever i don't know and so do you we have floor end. seats then no but i don't i think maybe it wasn't so organized like that back in the 90s they weren't humongous because they were playing center 200 at the time and well i don't know maybe she i don't know i don't must know have what been happened something because they went to center 200 they didn't come to the hector arena in picto i can tell you that yeah. much <laughs> but it was a great concert and i remember they sang brian wilson uh, but uh -huh. they uh, totally changed the words and said just like Brian Wilson, dead. <laughs> I remember that clearly. <laughs> yeah. Not not their greatest joke, I gotta say. <laughs> but I remember that clearly. It's like, oh, they got me. <laughs> so last week, when when I said we're going to do this album. I jumped out of my skin. I think I, I did a yes and I did an <laughs> arm pump circa 1994. But I also brought up the fact of Speaker's Corner, which you did not know. I... I didn't know about them in Speaker's Corner. Oh, okay. But now I do. So to give a little context, Much Music was our big TV music station MTV in Canada. In Canada. Yeah. <laughs> the MTV version, Canadians MTV. Yeah. And they had a little corner out inside the building, but like yeah. accessible. And Almost like a photo booth. Yeah. And it was the size of a photo booth, I think, too. Yeah. And you could go in there and say whatever you wanted and the bare naked ladies went in there and performed will you be my yoko ono mm -hmm. before the cd even came out yeah and i remember that on speaker's corner like that being played on much music so and i don't i do and then when i was i think i was 16 or 17 when we were we went to toronto for march break i think it must have been 16 and I remember we, I really wanted to go see Much Music and Speaker's Corner. Mm -hmm. And that that was like, stood out for me seeing that building. So that was kind of cool. And then when I was back there a couple of years ago, I was staying like close to where Maple Leaf Gardens was. And so I walked down to the Sky Dome and I made sure I passed that. And it was like very anticlimactic because I was hoping to see like the big much music sign or stuff like that. And it's just like bell. Like there was no car coming out of the side of the building. <laughs> it it seemed like it was just very corporate. And and I understand, like I'm not disappointed, but it was just like sort of a letdown from my childhood, something that I was looking forward to seeing again. And I knew it wasn't gonna be that big splashy much music building, yeah. but is much music still on the air? It is. Okay, we don't have cable, so let's uh, chalk it up to that that I don't know. <laughs> not chalk it up to it's not very popular. When I stay in hotels, I see it on, and it's just like South Park, The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because often when Avery stays at hotels, believe it or not, he's with me, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners out there. Sometimes. Not always. Sometimes he goes to work, but yeah. I'll I'll check it out tomorrow when I'm at yeah. a hotel without you. <laughs> I'll give you updates have every half hour of what's on. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so after Speaker's Corner, they became a little bit more famous after that. And I don't I don't know if that was their big break, but it's for me that's the way I look at it and I think it may have been. Actually, one of the big breaks is that they made a 
de- they made a tape called Buck Naked, and uh-huh. they presented it to Corky and the Juice Pigs. Do you remember Corky and the Juice Pigs with Sean Cullen? Yes. A Canadian. Ca- <laughs> Who comedian. were also on Speaker's Corner. Um, oh, I did not know that. Uh-huh. And then they invited them to do a cross-country tour with them to open for Corky and the Juice Pigs. I forgot um, all about Corky and the Which led to Juice some Pigs. of the writing in the on the album. Yeah. Hello City. That's, uh-huh. I think, when they were in Halifax with Corky and the Juice Pigs. Oh. Because um, if people don't know, which I think mo- many people are aware, Hello City is about how much they don't like Halifax. <laughs> it was funny. We were listening to this album, and we just played it off Google Play. And after the album was over, Joel Plaskett came on, and I forget the name of the song that Joel Plaskett does, but he talks about Halifax and how he loves that town. Yeah, and just the contrast of this like very upbeat, poppy song about yeah. how they don't like Halifax, and then. Joel Plaskin, his like nostalgic, yeah, feeling if that's and, a and sound. It, it's very like I I don't want to say downbeaten or something like that. It's just like it's not as poppy as his. It's not as it's upbeat as his other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's a very good song, and I really like the song. Yeah, because he talks about stuff like from Halifax that I remember, and which is awesome. I also like Hello City. Even though I like I love Halifax because it talks about Halifax yeah. in some weird way. Like, yes, like they talk about the warehouse. I think they make a reference to Pizza Corner. I don't think they just say like late night snacks or something. Yeah. yeah. Also, I didn't know, and I've never heard it called the Hello City, Halifax. No. Apparently, that was a nickname for Halifax, according to one thing I read, which makes sense because it's friendly there. Like Hellos. Like yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It also, during that trip, they went to Moncton and stopped at a restaurant, and the waitress's name was Enid, and that's how they it came up with at least Enid being the name. I read an interview with her. She always hated the name Enid, but then she likes her name now after hearing (laughs) it. She's like, even now she hears it on the radio and feels like it's pretty great. Um, Yeah, that'd be like they didn't have a relationship with it or anything. They just came up with the name Enid. Yeah, from that, which I think is kind of cool. So, and they also won a radio contest. Did you hear about this? No. And that is how they got money to produce Gordon. They got a hundred thousand dollars because they had the yellow tape. It was called that had a like. If I what what was on that one? I'm not sure. I never heard of it. Yeah, they it had a couple of the songs on it. Might have had "Be My Yoko Ono" on it, and I forget what else. And that like so that's part of it. Another part of, like, a part of their fame, leading up to fame. Another part is Lovers in a Dangerous Time, which they played for Bruce Coburn's tribute CD, tribute album. That was a top hit, too, even though it wasn't And I didn't realize that came out before this album. And that's an awesome song. I really like that song. Yeah, it's a great cover. It is. So that was also a really big part of their rise to fame and i guess they were so good like normally you're hoping for songs but when they started gordon they had like 20 songs and they had to cut some down so they had a lot of ideas they also had a lot of different musicians on the album did you realize this 
No, I didn't. I um, thought it was just them. So we talk about another great comedy band. We talked about um, Corky and the Juice Pigs. Members of Moxie Fruvis were on Gordon. Members from Rio Statics. You don't know Moxie Fruvis? Moxie Fruvis? No. They were a band in the 90s that had some comedy songs. King of Spain, you might not, but you would know their infamous lead singer, which is Gian Gomeshi. Oh, yes. Who is a host and part of the Me Too movement. (laughs) Well, and yeah, Gian Gomeshi. We won't talk about Yeah, we don't need to talk about that whole story. But yeah, so I found that kind of interesting. That Okay. But I did hear of the Rio Statics. Yes. Because of the Tragically Hip. Yeah. Also, I'd love to hear, they did cover songs when they first got together, including Madonna, Johnny Cash. And you might not remember this song, but Terrence Trent Darby's Wishing Well. No. Doesn't ring a bell. Which is quite a... Quite a variety, I think. Okay. And there are some comedy songs on this this album. Like, I don't think continue so much in their career as much. Like, they weren't just a comedy band. They're really yeah. great musicians. I think Gordon shows that. Yeah. So what was your favorite song off of the oh, album? Oh, I cannot. I don't even know. I had this tape. I had this tape like right away. There were two, I guess. There was one by Sire Records that had the the ball on it and the bandmates and said Gordon and Gray. And that's the one I had. And there was one released by Reprise Records and it just had the ball on a background like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I had, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm skirting the question because I love most, I love a lot <laughs> of the songs and not necessarily... There's a lot that I love. I can't even say, but I Love You is one of my favorites. It's so jazzy and out uh-huh. there. What a good boy. Also, a just a great song, but can't go wrong with Brian Wilson, Be My Yoko Ono. I will tell you there's one song I don't like, and everyone will be disappointed. Not everyone. And that's If I Had a Million Dollars. And that just might be hearing the same jokes for over 30 years now and overplay. I think it just comes down to that because I did find it funny at the time and liked it. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What's your favorite song? I don't know. I'm, Is it Grade Nine? I think I'm going with Grade Nine, and it's been a while since I heard the song, and then hearing it again mm-hmm. and just really listening to the song, I picked up on some subtleties on there. Yeah, like some samples. Okay, yeah. And when I was listening, I was like, "That is." They're playing Rush. They do like Rush. And there's two Rush samples on it from Tom Sawyer and Spirit of the Radio, Hmm. which are both awesome Rush songs. I wish Spirit of the Radio maybe should get more airplay on radio. But other than that, there's also another sample on that song, which I didn't realize at the time. And it was um, Vince Gerardi Trio. I hope I said that name right. And it's Lionel and Lucy from the Peanuts cartoon. The little, uh, at the very first where it has that little piano intro. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. Neither did I. I was was looking at, just looking stuff up earlier and came across that. Hmm. So. Interesting. And when you say it though, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Once you hear it, it's, it's there. 
Yeah, and I don't know how I didn't hear it. But yeah, I remember that came out before I was in grade nine. So I did get to enjoy that song in grade nine. <laughs> I think every grade niner loves that because it still stands up today. I remember our son listening to that when he was in grade nine. So Yes, we might have played it for him. <laughs> I also love... There's a lot of references, a lot of 90s, a lot of pop culture references that kind of still hold up to, to today, I find. Like Duran Duran, they mention in that. Not just in this song, but, well, Duran Duran's only mentioned in that. And um, should uh, we watching Wrath of Khan? I had to look up what um, rugger pants were. Oh, I, I don't know what that is. It's like loose, almost khaki with a rubber waist, like a... Elasticy waistband with a drawstring in front. Oh, okay. I did not know that. But I don't I don't think I ever wore rugger pants, so No, I don't think I did either. A I think I always sang that as a sorry, as a pair of leather pants, but I, <laughs> I, I when I listened to the song today, I thought it was leather pants, so I was gonna ask you if you ever wore leather pants. Which I didn't. Okay, and then I looked up all the lyrics and then found out it wasn't leather pants. But did you ever have a red and blue and red Adidas bag? No, I wasn't cool enough for Adidas. <laughs> did you? No, I wasn't. <laughs> My family wasn't money enough we to have that. We weren't enough. <laughs> I like the way I put it better. Money enough. Money enough. We weren't. We weren't money enough. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's said in this song is, Dad said I had to be home by 11. Oh, man, I'm going to miss Stairway to to Heaven. Heaven. Like, it's not his... He could come home early and watch Stairway to Heaven. No, because they play it at the end of dances. Did they not in Picto play Stairway to Heaven at the end of dances? I was thinking of the TV show Stairway to Heaven. (laughs) That was before that. (laughs) That's not called Stairway to Heaven. That's called... um, Highway to Heaven. Oh, Seventh Heaven. No, I was thinking Highway. Oh, to Highway to Heaven with um Michael, Michael Landon. Landon. <laughs> so that <laughs> it never made sense to me until right now. No, it's because they play Stairway to Heaven. Yes, at that's the end so of right. Dances. That makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> you gonna be all right over there? I don't think someone <laughs> wearing leather pants is watching Highway to Heaven. I don't know. <laughs> Because I didn't wear leather pants, and I watched Highway to Heaven, so... <laughs> but did you wear rugger pants? But I didn't wear... Ru- yeah, it's rugger, not leather. I didn't wear either of those. No. <laughs> That's hilarious. I feel kind of stupid now. Well, we don't have to put it in. <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> Just for you laughing uncontrollably and turning beet red, yeah. which people can't see. Well, to be fair, it's like... 32 degrees today I was beat red before and I also love that some of their like Brian Wilson he did a cover of of this in in 2000 did it acapella I guess he went and met them and talked about the song and then he played it for them and then kind of left and they said it was so surreal but he does a version of Brian Wilson which is kind of to laugh at yourself like that is kind of yeah. great. They mention New Kids on the Block. Okay. Like in New Kid, in parentheses, on the block, that oh, song. Okay. <laughs> it's about New Kids on the Block. I, uh, there was no word on how they felt about that song. I didn't hear anything about that. <laughs> box set. This is a bit offside, but they put box set 
on their greatest hits, kind of like a nod to like how they're talking about like box sets and kind of a ha- being a has been, and then they put it on their greatest hits. Which okay. I Yoko Ono, actually, Sean Lennon saw them in concert, bought a tape, brought it back to Yoko Ono. She loved, she liked the song, but likes. If I had a million dollars better, but she sent them clips, um, like video clips of her and John Lennon. I guess they used it in the video that they came from Yoko Ono, even though they kind of make fun of her in that song. Wait, you said John Lennon brought Sean Sean Lennon. His oh, son, the son. okay, yeah, no, okay, I said, okay. I said Sean Lennon. I thought you said John Lennon. I I have to start really start paying attention. To I mean, words. like they make fun of her singing in that and they just like and blame her for breaking up the Beatles which perpetuated that rumor that Uh feeling about her (laughs) and I just thought that was kind of a great I just think that's kind of great that she liked that another fun fact is the king of bedside manor I guess they were having trouble recording that so they recorded it in the nude and I think that they were they record one song on every album in the nude now or start at that after that. Okay. Um, and it might be like it sounds kind of like frantic and panicky, like they're just trying to get rid of, like finish that song, and I think that's why. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, and of course, there's a lot to I don't know if unpack is the word about if I had a million dollars. I mean, we all know the words to that song, right? Like, we all know that song. Well, uh, all Canadians know that song (laughs) over the age of... Even my mother's like, that's an old song, so... Afterwards, of course, people started throwing craft dinner on stage. And then they had to be like, stop that, because they were opening the cheese smell. But they started putting bins for people to take their craft dinner to donate to food banks. Oh, okay, that's a good idea. They came up with a song because Ed Robertson and Stephen Page were camp counselors when they were teenagers. And Ed Robertson kind of started singing this song as like something to sing on the bus to the kids. And then it just kind of grew from there. And it wasn't supposed to be, but not a real green dress that's cruel. That was kind of improvised. Stephen Page did it as a joke when they were with and so they laughed so much they recorded it it was supposed to be with a tastefully rounded neck (laughs) (laughs) they allude to michael jackson with his exotic pets with his trying to buy um the elephant man's bones which i remember hearing that story also he bought elizabeth taylor a green dress for an award ceremony and uh. that's kind of where that comes from. So it's like he makes fun of new kids on the block, Yoko Ono, Michael Jackson. Like he doesn't, they don't hold back. I said he, but I meant they don't hold back. And speaking of if I had a million dollars, they had an ice cream flavor. If I had a million flavors of ice cream by Ben and Jerry's. And it so. was pretty good. I don't know if I ever had it. Yep. I, also, there's a Grateful Dead one, Cherry Garcia, and a fish one, which we could have talked I, about. I was going to say fish. that. Like, I didn't know there was a fish food one. Now I want to try that one. Yeah. So they did win awards for this album. They were nominated for a bunch of Juno awards for this album, but they did win Group of the Year. They were nominated for Entertainer of the Year, Album of the Year, Single of the Year for Enid. And yeah, so they only won one out of the four, which is still pretty good. Yeah. And the album did chart at number one on the Canadian album charts. So that's pretty good. The singles charted on the Canadian single charts, like Be My Yoko Ono was number 77, Enid number two, 
grade nine was came in fifty three. I had a mil- if I had a million dollars, only charted at number thirteen, and mm-hmm. I thought it would have been way higher than that. And Brian Wilson was number eighteen, and what a good boy charted at number thirty four. So yeah. in Canada, it did reach diamond, so one million albums mm-hmm. sold, which is all right for Canada, and it went gold in the U.S., so 500000 Wow. Yeah. I mean, they had a successful career afterwards. I mean, they're still kind of going, going. They're still kind of making CDs. They've done a lot of things. They have some sort of secret project with Getty Lee they announced in 2021, I think. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. But I didn't, I mean, it's... Now 2023, so I don't know. I'm also really surprised at how great some of the songs could be. Not just funny. I'm going back. You started this, but I wasn't through talking about all the tracks. <laughs> I have like <laughs> notes on every single song. I really loved What a Good Boy. I remember really loving that kid, uh, that song as a kid. It, remi- okay. it like spoke to me. As because you the- were a good boy? No, like expectations to be a good girl, especially. Okay. As an emerging feminist, even though this was written by men, they talk about like good boy as well it just that spoke to me and also blame it on me that song i i liked it but now like as a wife like in a relationship it speaks to me more than it could have as a child because <laughs> like, okay. it's kind of like i thought kind of like bickering and just like blame it on me like frig off <laughs> 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 just like let's end this fight and i always sing i love you to the like day home kids, whether okay. it was appropriate or not. When I'd say, so let's make a family tree, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really mean that. <laughs> I had to get all that out because this album was one of my favorites ever. So I think you're pretty happy that I picked this then. Yes, very. And, and YouTube music played the hidden track. I was going to say something about that. Mm-hmm. And was that just like a little sample of... If I had a million dollars, yeah. like different yeah, yeah. words in it. And then there was some little beatboxing yeah. kind of noise. And yeah. yeah, that's all it was. But it pl- I liked that YouTube track. played it. I have so much more to say about Bare Naked Ladies, but I'm not going to like, but I, we'll just stick to the 90s with Bare Naked Ladies. But just in doing the research, I remembered so many more songs by them that came up. I was like, oh yeah, this song, this song. Yeah. I have to listen to this. And I, Well, there's a lot more albums, so I think we'll get into other albums eventually. So you don't have yeah. to... I don't have Splurge to say all, all your bare naked exactly. news now. Yeah. And there was, of course, I think partly why they were s- successful and stood out was their name. Okay. Bare Naked Lady sticks with you. You hear that name yeah. of a band and it's kind of quirky, but it's not offensive, even though there was some controversy and they couldn't play some like a New York, a New Year's Eve concert in Toronto because of their name. Someone's like, oh, it, one of the like, council person said it was sexist. And oh, so they that. just were like, ah, let's go to, I think it was McMaster University and play there tonight instead. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. But I'm very happy you chose this album. How good. do you feel? I'm glad I picked it. It was like, just brought back some good memories. And um, that nostalgia factor was definitely there with this album. How did you feel about the songs you didn't know? They were fine. I like different tempo beats, like um, more of the jazzy, bluesy feel to some of the songs as well. So I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah. Definitely giving everybody a little bit of range in the band, even the guy that plays like 400 instruments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you chose this album. Good. I, 
really enjoyed listening and singing to it all weekend. I tried, I try to not sing when we're listening because I know you should be listening to the album, but sometimes I can't help myself. And I couldn't help myself with any song on this whole album. I had to sing it. So hopefully you'll forgive me for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll forgive you this once. So it's speaking. It's happen of, again. So speaking of picking albums, which album are you going to pick for well, next week? I'm not sure if we're going to like this. But. I am choosing the writings on the wall. Do you know who what al- what artist that is? No, I didn't think you would. I had to look it up. <laughs> Destiny's Child, oh, writings yeah. on the wall. <laughs> I'm all right with that. I didn't know the name of the CD, so let's uh, see how this goes because this is out of our box. But it's like Kinda. so different. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'll I'll say it right now. I am looking forward to it because it is out of our comfort zone. It's not something I typically listen to, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm looking forward to it. I know a couple of songs on, but there's a lot I don't. In the last couple of albums, I've known like back to front, nonstop singing. So that'll be interesting yeah. to oh. learn some new ones. Before we leave next week or on Friday, Detachable Penis by King Missile. Yes. We're going to talk about that song. But what song are we going to take off of this album <gasps> and put on our playlist? <sighs> Is your vote grade nine? My vote is grade nine. Now, do we want to go with things people know or out of what people know? What are what do you think? What do you want to put on there? I'm not saying e- it's not even necessarily my favorite one, but I think we should put something not so well known. Either Hello City or I Love You. I will go with grade nine. I'm not going to fight you on this <laughs> because that's also a great song. The re- I would pick Hello City, but we're from Nova Scotia. But the reason why I want grade nine is because of those little rush samples and it's going to be hard for us to do some rush albums on this podcast so crazy it is <laughs> yeah we all you've talked me into it okay good i'll just listen to what i want to on my own <laughs> awesome and, and you know that's it for this week so tune in next week for destiny's child and keep on listening